0: Today, my guest is Peter Demos. Peter is president and CEO of Demos Restaurants, and he entered the family business at the age of 12 as a dishwasher at his dad's Western Sizzlin restaurant. From there, his experience in the food industry continued to expand as he got the opportunity to learn every possible aspect of the business. He would eventually pursue studies in law at the University of Missouri and a return to Demos Restaurant in 1999 with the single goal of growing the organization. Peter Demos, welcome into the corner office. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's good to have you here, and I've uh, been so interested to have your story. Uh, we're into the double digits of C12 CEOs now, and our audience seems to continue to grow, and uh, you're joining an academy of uh, some pretty significant businessmen around the country who have uh, joined this organization, for which we're both members. Uh, and we'll get to that over the course of the podcast, but we kind of like to start early in life. And Peter, maybe you can just tell me a little bit about your early years, You know where you grew up, and uh, what your early family life was
1: like. So, uh, so yeah, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, but I moved to the middle Tennessee area when I was, uh, just a year old. All right. So, um, and grew up in, like I said, grew up in middle Tennessee. My, my father moved up here to start a Western sizzling franchise. And when I was 12 years old, I, I started working in it and um, said I wanted to have nothing to do with the restaurant business and uh, went and became a lawyer and um, uh, went to law school in Kansas City and then came back and was practicing law and realized that, you know, I, I still liked the restaurant that, you know, the big thing that I wanted to do in practicing law was I wanted to do it to help people. You know, I read all these great books sure. from, you know, about Bill Kunzler and Alan Dershowitz and Clarence Darrow. And I said, you know, I wanted to be like them. And I realized that, you know, the law, the everyday practice of law is not like that. And, um, and then at the same time I was working part time at night, um, at the restaurant and, Realized I was making a more of an impact on people's lives in the restaurant than I ever <laughs> was a face. lawyer.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the early years because I know we're going to get into your education. Dad, tell me about your parents. Did had Dad always been in the restaurant business? Was Mom and brothers oh, and sisters involved as well?
1: Yeah, so I'm fourth generation restaurant owner. My father, oh, wow. um, um, you know, my father grew up in the restaurant business as well. He started when he was, uh, I think, nine. Um, but during World War II, they were they were sort of uh, labor. Um, and so they, uh, his, his father, uh, needed him to work. And, and so he, he would work in his little, uh, little mom and pop cafes. Um, and, um, you know, so he, he operated in, uh, it was out of uh, Pratt city, uh, Bur- outside the Birmingham area, Pratt city, uh-huh. Alabama. Right, and right. so he, uh, you know, so, so so, but yeah, he he left it and went into the motion picture theater business. He managed motion yeah. picture theaters for uh, close to twenty years. Uh, he was grew up to be a. It was over. Uh, was promoted to be a city manager, which included the Fox Theater in Atlanta at one time, and then. Wow. He left it and and um, was the first executive director of Charlestown Landing in Charleston, and um, then that's when he decided to go back into the restaurant business. He actually told my my mother when he met her that he would never get married and he would never work in the restaurant business
0: um, (laughs) this seems like a family trait (laughs) yeah yeah and
1: uh yeah he was married he was married nine months after he met her and um and was in the restaurant business obviously you know
0: uh, (laughs) a couple months later probably no it was actually about 20 20
1: something years later now my wife on the other hand uh yeah when she was when we got engaged you know she was she was engaged to a lawyer and two weeks later is when i left to go into the restaurant business so so uh, she I had no idea what she's getting None into. None whatsoever. So. <laughs>
0: now was your mom involved in the business as well, brothers and sisters? Yeah,
1: so so my mother, my mother went to um uh, bookkeeping school and she, ah, she flunked out of it. Um <laughs> and um and then one day my father uh came home and said his bookkeeper quit and she's gonna have to be his bookkeeper. And so he just you know, and so she had to do she it. Got and and, she got enlisted, she got volunteered. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you know, she grew up in a rural Georgia picking cotton, you know, wow. so for her, everything, it was just, you know, it was just very common sense way of doing it. And that's how yeah, she, yeah. that's how she did it. You know, simple, you know, bills came in, you paid it, you know, employees yeah. worked, you paid them. And, right. you know, I mean, that and was, hopefully it.
0: there was money left in the till at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you, do you have brothers and sisters, Peter?
1: I do. I have one older sister and she was involved okay. in the business for a while, but, but, but several years back, um, uh, she is retired and, uh, she was 11 years older than me and, okay. um, and. And so, so my mother, though, after she did that, she actually, uh, when they started um, they uh, she ran the dining room and learned how to do that the hard way because she didn't know what she was doing there either. And she created the <laughs> systems of service that, is, um, that, that really put us on the map. Um, she, was, she was absolutely incredible with how she operated, and she, her philosophy was is she didn't know how to run a restaurant. She knew how to raise children, so she was going right. to treat them like her kids. Oh, no, and, and,
0: and that's it, a great philosophy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it just, it just worked, you know, they messed up, they got right. in trouble. If they did great, they got rewarded. And, <laughs> you know, and, and she meant what she said. It was just real simple. Again, just a country girl philosophy of how to do it. That's great.
0: Did you grow up in a Christian home?
1: So I, yes, um, I grew up, well, I, I yes, um, I did. Um, uh, my, Uh, I was, I was the kid that, that, you know, was forced to go to church. Um, you know, we, we, we started out Episcopan and then there was some problem that they had with that, that, that church. And we went to a Presbyterian church and then back to Episcopan. And, um, and so, yeah, I grew up there. I went to a, um, um. Uh, a Christian elementary school, and then my okay. my high school um, also wasn't Christian. It was a private high school, but it, it um, you would always have to do devotions, and they they had like Bible classes and that type of stuff. But they they never nice. classified themselves as a Christian school, but they yeah. obviously had some Christian influences onto it. Did you come to Christ as a kid, or did that come oh, later? No, in life? no, it came much later. <laughs> uh, I, I, I uh, despised uh, church. I despised, um, and then as I grew older um, and was hanging around people that were claiming they were Christians that went to the school, um, um, I grew to despise Christians and um, mm. saw some uh, um, contradictions. I that sounds uh, like yeah, know, yeah. yeah, but you know, it even started even at a very young age. I, I remember. I couldn't have been more than five, six years old when i when I held up the line as we were you know shaking hands with the priest as we were leaving the church to mm-hmm. ask him a question. And he gave me an answer, and i didn't didn't like his answer then. I didn't think it made sense. and the the question right. I asked him was, was, you know how can God be everywhere at once? And he tried to explain it to me what was what he thought was best for a five or six year old. And mm-hmm it was not good enough for me. It made no sense to me. And, um, so, so I would, I would go through my, my, my Christian life questioning things yeah. sometimes legitimately, sometimes, um, in, in a cynical way. And, um, but again, yeah, it, it kind of got to the point where, you know, if, if, I started to end up kind of going after Christians right, and just being mean right. to them, um, yeah. making them squirm, making them embarrassed, uh, making them look stupid. Um, and I was really good at doing that. So that was kind of that, – that was a big background piece of it. But but I still was going to church because my parents made me. Um right, that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> –
0: Yeah, well, you know, that sometimes that's the way it works. Hey, look at Saul or Paul, right? You know, in the Bible. Uh, Gosh, uh, even going so far as crucifying Christians before he came around. So we'll get to that story a little bit later. But let's talk about your student years. Uh, Were you a good student in school? And, you know, what kind of things were you doing outside of class, if anything, other than working as a dishwasher?
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, I I played baseball and Mm -hmm. and soccer. And, um, um, you know, I I think I did a year track and um yeah my, my mother kept trying to make me musical but I couldn't play a play an instrument to save my life um, <laughs> and so I had to take piano lessons tr- trombone lessons um uh, guitar lessons and right. none of it none of it's none, of it, none of it no not even close <laughs> and um, I mean, it was, was, was kind of sad I remember performing a guitar in front of uh, their friends one time and they didn't even know that I stopped the song um <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, just, it, it just tells you how bad I was. But oh, I love it. I, I um, uh, but yeah, as far as being a good student, no. Um, I was a smart student, so right. if it was a subject that I enjoyed, um, I excelled in. Um, but I was lazy. I didn't like homework. I was argumentative with the teachers. Um, I, I spoke to a group of teachers about two years ago and I told them, I said, I was the student that they all hated. Um, and, um, I, I mean, you know, if, especially if it was involved in history, um, because right. I, I, I read so much. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: you're probably knew more than they did,
1: huh? And <laughs> a lot of, in a lot of situations, I think I did, you know, yeah. obviously probably not as, as well-rounded, but there was probably certain subjects that I could, but I was, I was, um, you know, I. I I wasn't completely disrespectful, but I was, mm. I was very um, challenging.
0: I'm sure you were I, challenging. I was
1: argumentative. Mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nicer way of saying it. Huh? And what about entrepreneurial things? Were you involved? Did you have the ubiquitous paper route? Did you sell Christmas cards? Uh, you know, were you doing any things or, or was it literally working at dad's restaurant for the most part?
1: Yeah, I worked, I worked there. You know, I also worked at a, I worked at another restaurant for a while that wasn't his. And I worked at a retail store, like a, it was super X drugstores, which is like a Walgreens. And, oh, sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, and they were probably purchased by Walgreens or CVS. One yeah. Of those well, yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> one of those.
1: Um, and, and so, you know, we, so, so I, yeah, I worked in those. I know I did other things to, to make money. I don't remember all of it. Um, and, um, and now when I, when I kind of hit my, my college years, um, yeah, you know, I wrote papers for people and they paid ah, me for that. Right, um, right. um, so, but, but no, other than that, no, there wasn't anything that said, Oh, well, I want to go into the, the business side of things. I didn't um well, I, I law really degree, I mean,
0: pursuing a law degree is no small task. So, you know, you obviously had to apply yourself there. What, what was the motivation behind uh, pursuing that? Did you, Was there someone that uh, motivated you or a lawyer you met or, you know, what it,
1: was the challenge? It was a- accidentally, it was my, it was my father. My, I never was allowed to miss school unless... Right. you had to been really sick to miss school. Yeah, Bedroom. And, um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there had been some physical sign of it. Um, my dad
0: was an educator it was the same way. You know, there's no way <laughs> we could get away from going to school if, uh, you know, he was going,
1: <laughs> my, my, my parents probably did it cause they didn't want me at home. No, I'm just joking. They did. They, <laughs> I did. I had wonderful parents and they loved me so much. It is incredible. It is incredible how much they loved me. Um, so no, they were, they were absolutely wonderful, but, um, But I I don't know if I could have put up with me. So, um, but but no they. uh, But one time I was able to get out of school because my my father thought it'd be a good experience. He was a witness in a criminal case, was a fraud case, and he thought it'd be a good experience for me to go and see it. So I had to wear my little blue blazer and gray Ah. pants, white shirt, and power red tie that was too tight, and you know sit in this packed, crowded courtroom. And you're just like at the time, Peter. Oh, I was probably. Twelve years old. Oh my gosh! Wow. And and the guy wanted to defend himself, and so he had to call every witness on the stand, including my father, including. And I watched this whole process, and I thought this process is so neat. I want to know more about it. Wow! And so I started reading books from it, and. And just understanding it. And then, and then it later came into, you know, I'd read transcripts. So, you know, I used to, when I was, uh, the first years of college, I would, I would go to the courthouse and just watch court cases. Um, mm. so, so yeah, I, so, so my, so that's how I ended up getting into it, but it so was kind of accidental. So did you go, you went
0: right, right to law school out of your undergrad?
1: Well, yeah, I, my undergrad was, my undergrad was a little bit longer than, than most. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, it took six years of undergrad, um, a couple of years I had to learn that girls and credit cards didn't mix. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I love it. and so, um, but, but, you know, I also, I debated in high school and I debated in college for, ah, for, for okay. a while. Good. And, yeah. and so that's, I, that's I like that training. process. All yeah. Right. You know? And, um, so yeah, when I finally got out of undergrad, I, I went to law school and, um, you know, and then did um, you practice for a bit after you got your JD? Yeah. Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I still have my, I still have my law license. You wouldn't want me in court right now, um, <laughs> but you know, i am sure it's helped you in business. Yeah. yeah. Well, and oh, yeah. I've changed some legislation. Um, I've written, written some stuff that, that, that helped change our unemployment for the laws in Tennessee are written by industry. me yeah I no know. it's just all unemployment laws are written wow. by me on that um yeah i do a lot of employment law like i'm actually speaking to a continuing legal education legal oh. education class in november um on you know, terminations discharge etc you mm-hmm. know because i have a more mm-hmm. practical aspect of it that many people don't have yeah but yeah, do you I have think,
0: to recertify every
1: year or so yeah or you, you have you, to have yeah. like 12, you have to have 12 hours of those, uh, continuing classes ah. and three ethics hours. And my assistant's very good at harassing me to keep me up. Keeping to date on you that. on schedule. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm sure that's helped for business too. Awesome.
0: So how long was it before you went back to, uh, was it, was it uh, Western sizzling at that time or, or had dad started, uh, Demo's restaurants?
1: No, it was, West, it was, you know, he was in Western sizzling up until so he, was a, he was a
0: franchisee, right?
1: He was. And then yeah. he, he had a partner with it. And, um, in mid eighties, uh, his partner died and mm. he got a new partner who basically said over the next five years, I'm going to buy you out and get you mm. out of it. And, um, that partner is actually the guy that built O'Charlies to be really big. His name is Dave oh, Wattell. Yeah. He mm-hmm. worked for, he worked for some big restaurant people. And, um, and then in 89, my father, um, uh, and mother started Demas's and they did not want to have a partner to have to answer to. And the, he wanted to do it just way he wanted to do it and it was just Different. his little retirement restaurant and that's where he um that's where that started was yeah. back in december of 89 and then you joined uh, at what year i, I joined then um you yeah. know and i would uh so i was working did he put you back in the dishwasher machine or did you have uh that? no i'd already worked my, well i'd already done other stuff like i've done frying, <laughs> and everything else like that but no my, my schedule then was i would get up with him and we would be at work around four thirty-five in the morning. Wow, and We would yeah. we would make sauces, and then at eleven, I would go out front and cashier. Then um, I would uh, then then take a little break in the afternoon. Then I got to then I waited tables that night, and then I would stop waiting tables, and then I would close the restaurant, and we would go back to the hotel and pass out. Um, <laughs> oh over long the next days, day. Huh? Yeah, and so. Um, you know, so that's how, so, so yeah, so that was, that was how that kind of started for a while. And, um, but so no, that, that, and then when I was 19, and that was just one old, restaurant managers. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then when and I was how nineteen, many are you today? I was a manager yeah. and then, then we opened up a second one in 92, 92. And how many today? Uh, we have four Demases and then we have two of, uh, a fast casual concept called PDK, Southern kitchen and pantry.
0: Great. Cool. And how many total employees? I've got around 500 yeah fantastic great so the first time you started managing people it sounds like what you were just right out of uh 1990 1991 those first couple of years or yeah I was,
1: I was i was 19 years old when right. when i was actually officially wow. a manager um, yeah. and so that would be the um, so that was, that was the year that I would start. Uh, what do you so remember about people. some of the things that you learned in those early years? <laughs> good and good and bad, right? Well, I, 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 had a, I had a notorious temper and, um, <laughs> uh, and it was a lot quicker when I was younger. And, um, and so I, I, the, the, one of the lessons I remember was an employee came up to me and said something and it made me mad. And I just slammed my hand down the table mm. and my father walks by and he looks at me and he says, you don't have that luxury. And uh, that's all he had to say about it. And yeah. um, I got, I, I was terminated twice. Once was my fault. Once was his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both times were on December the 23rd. They were just two years apart. You're um, kidding. Oh my no. gosh.
0: Oh my um, gosh. And um, tell us about those. What was so, the time it was your fault?
1: <laughs> so so the time it was my fault was uh, I hadn't done any Christmas shopping and I didn't realize that when I came home from Christmas that I was going to be working, you know, 17 hours a day. Right, and I kept saying I I need to you know I need to do this, and he would say yeah you can do it tomorrow, and then every day was another I, it was nineteen another, hours. Right? Yeah, another emergency right. popped up. He needed me for this. He needed me for this, and um and um I smarted off to him in front of other people, Ooh. and um he good lesson there. Mm-hmm. And um, and and he said, um, "Well, just go." And I said, "No, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to go Christmas shopping. You want me here? I'm going to stay." And he said, "No, you have to go." And I said, "The only way you can get me out of here is if you fire me." And, uh, which he did and, uh, <laughs>
0: Smirly, <I'm sure.
1: laughs>
0: how long is it before he came back?
1: Uh, it, it, it was, it was it, that, that one, that one was a, a much quicker, much, much quicker, uh, fight. Yeah. The, the yeah. other one, I don't know what happened with him, but we were so busy. It was a Monday night. It was December 23rd of, of oh, 91. Gosh. And yeah. it was a Monday night and it was not a Monday night or Sunday night, but it was generally a slow <laughs> shift, but we were super busy. We broke a record by eight o'clock at night and the employees we had were, were just some of the worst employees we had. And just to give you an idea, they, they spilled ice on the carpet and they grabbed a mop Mm. mop to clean it up. And, um, and so he, he just lost it at some point in time. I don't know what happened. And, so he was yelling at everybody, you got to get off the clock faster and everything. And I was the closing manager. And, you know, it was one of those that, you know, you just, I knew when he was that way, you just kind of stayed away. Right. And, right. um, and so I was showing a, a, a server how to, how to scrape a pan quicker and more efficiently. And I was showing that and he came over, and started yelling at me, why am I doing that? And he should know better already. And all this other stuff. And I just looked at him and I said, you want, the, I'm just trying to get him out of here faster. That's what you want, isn't it? And he walked about probably about 20 feet down that server line, turned and started screaming at me, you get out of here, you get out of here now. Mm. And um um, uh, I, had a I tried to, in his bonnet that day, it sounds oh, like oh yeah. <laughs> and then and so and I was like, I wasn't coming back for Christmas. I mean, I was mad, I was yeah. furious. Um, and um, I got my car and they they my mother reached a friend of mine where I went to and, and she convinced me to come back. And when I got back, he was bawling, crying, he was so upset. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, asked for my forgiveness, which of course it naturally did and and um there was and something and I, obviously going on with
0: together. him it doesn't sound like his natural tendency. No, again. well, no, he, yeah. yeah, he
1: always had a, he always had a temper. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, I mean, so that's this, where he got it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and 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 it was better than his father, which was better than his father. I love some of the stories. <laughs> it improves the
0: uh, generations. Uh, yes, so. it does.
1: Um, uh, but but you know, it, it, Greeks are emotional people, and you right. know we, we uh, express it in all various ways. But yeah, yeah. yeah so so yeah, so he was. Uh, um, but yeah, he was. You yeah, it was just something about that day. He's. Always, when he would get angry, he was always right, and and it was mm-hmm. very rare that he was wrong when he got angry, angry. And that was one of the few times that he was wrong when he was angry. And I don't like that so I don't know what caused it. Yeah, it was extremely rare that I've ever seen it. Um, and um, but he knew it. Oh, he apologized. knew it. Yeah. Well, yeah. he knew it too. I think my mother helped contribute with him learning it just as way. my wife is. And I'm sure everybody else who's listening out there too has probably had a spouse that has oh, let them yeah. know a couple of oh, times yeah. where they have <laughs>
0: More than once.
1: overstepped their boundaries.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, A great story. Well, you know, we were talking about the apostle Paul a little earlier on. Tell us about your road to Damascus story. So, you know, you went from criticizing Christians and calling them out to uh, obviously being a believer today. Tell us a little bit about that process and how that happened.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I never actually went so far to say that I was an atheist, but I, but I was probably Ooh. worse than that. Um, uh, because I, I, I just, um, and, uh, I was, I was, I was not kind, at least I was not kind to Christians at all. And, um, uh, eventually I just kind of settled as, a you know, I settled into a, uh, a nice safe place, which is, you know, God's an absentee landlord. You know, yeah. he's Agnostic. up there, mm-hmm. I'm down here, I got to pay rent every now and then. And you just ask when you're first, you ask for help. And, yeah. and, uh, um, did I, you
0: stop going to church? When oh that yeah. oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would try, I would try and I got, I got asked to leave from a couple of churches. I was thrown out of a Bible study. Um, and, and, and in each of those situations, I wasn't trying to be antagonistic too, which is really funny. Um, I, I could see by my nature, that how it would come across, mm. um, but but in each of those situations, I literally went with the intent to learn. Um, so that, so I was just kind of like, look, we're just going to be separate. You know, I'll just kind of be a nice yeah. person, and everything right. will be fine. And I married a woman who um, uh, had seven Southern Baptist preachers in her family. and
0: <laughs> Including um, probably
1: your father, right? Uh, no, actually he wasn't, no? but he was a strong believer. And, yeah. and um, you know, we just we just kind of settled on just not just agreeing to disagree. And then mm. we had kids and I realized my responsibility as a father was take them to church and they hated it. And I was like, well, that's what church is supposed to be. You're supposed to hate church. And, um, <laughs> that's the way you were raised. So yeah, they had to be raised yeah, that way too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and my, yeah, we ended up going, we ended up going, my wife ended up finding this church and she would go more frequently than me. I would always use work as an excuse and, you know, Sundays is our busiest day, you know, so, yeah, right. um, and, um, yeah, so we would, we finally, um, after a while and, um, there was a, there was a man that came, um, his name is Angus Buck and he is a South African mm. evangelist, uh, movie Faith Like Potatoes, um, about his life. And he was coming to, to, uh, through our church. Uh, to Murfreesboro. And um, he, um, you know, and she wanted me to go to this men's event that he was mm. doing and I refused to go. <laughs> and um, then she said, well, he's preaching at her church. We're going to it. And I tried to fight her on it. And uh, long story short, and I actually have detailed this story out in my book, uh, Afraid to Trust. And um, thank
0: you for sending the book, by the way, it literally just caught up with me. I know we spoke a couple of weeks ago. I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. But yeah, it's so, but anyway, it's, it's so like, there's all these weird little details, you know, it's, 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 you know, uh, non-Christian would say it's coincidences, but you could see God moving right. like in so many different right. ways. It's really cool when you can kind of look back at the bigger picture. And ultimately by me trying to con her into not going to church, I ended up having to be there at eight 30 in the morning and where he wasn't <laughs> preaching we got in a fight on the way out. We got in a fight when I said we're going to go back to Hiram, um, yeah, you know, and she's like, "You're not going to be a martyr." And we got in this huge fight about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 through again another series of comical comical events that took place, I ended up in or my family ended up sitting around a group of people that travel all over the world just to pray for Angus. On their own dime. Wow. And, wow. um, and, uh, one of them is still a dear friend of mine. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite people. Um, and, um, but, uh, Angus did an altar call and, and I went up and mm. as opposed to being good and joyful, that was, uh, that was not a good experience for me. Um, because mm. it was the first time that I felt compelled to do something that I didn't understand. Right, and right. um huh. you know, it wasn't but like I was forced to. Do to. It. Yeah, 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 I wasn't forced yeah. to. It wasn't like a zombie walking up. I was huh. I, I just I was so overwhelmed with doing it. And then when I got up there, I was like, yeah, after it was over with, I didn't understand it. Hmm. And so then how old were you at the time? Oh 41, mm-hmm. um maybe 42. It was I think it was right mm-hmm. before my forty first birthday, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um and and so and again, through another series of, 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 of errors that took place, uh, (laughs) which really ended up being successes that started a week before I even got put in front of him in a meet and greet the following day. And, and he asked the question, he said, if you're willing to die for your country, why are you afraid to speak out for God? And nobody's ever said I was afraid of anything. Um, and and so I was like, I was like, okay, you know, and and it struck me. And I had to drive to Memphis for a board meeting for the mm-hmm. for the Tennessee Hospitality Association. And I was past president of it, and so I still had to go, but I didn't have to. I, my my role was very limited because I was past president. So I spent right. the majority of the time in my hotel room, and over the next three days, I slept for four hours. Oh, my gosh. And um, just wrestling, trying to figure out what, what boxes do I need to check to figure out how to be a Christian. You were Jacob. You were Jacob
0: wrestling oh, with God. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I was tired. I was exhausted. And, wow. and finally, the day I was supposed to leave and I had to drive all the way back, and, and I finally said what I, what, I, what I said was my first real prayer I ever said, which is, God, you win. I'm turning everything mm. over to you. And immediately it's, I felt can. everything come out, every fear and security. You know, you don't wow. realize how much fear that you have until it's gone. Until you give it up. Yeah, that's and, so true. And, and then and yeah. all of a sudden yeah. it was just so liberating and freeing. And, you know, so, you know, I, I got baptized after, but then it was the matter of what does that look like? How does how do you turn <laughs> everything over to God who I just met You know,
0: (laughs) we're not even two weeks into this relationship. You want me to give you
1: everything? Are you kidding me? You know, and, 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 you know, there's a practical aspect to it. You know, Christian speak is Christian, Christian speak, I think is one of the worst things that Christians do for each other. Mm. You know, when they say, well, just, you know, cast your anxieties onto him. Well, how do you do that? You (laughs) know, I can give you a pen and I can hand it to you. I can see the pen literally land into your physical hand, but how do I take an anxiety that I can't Touch, feel, taste um, anything, and give that to somebody who I can't see. See, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, right. And I mean, and so when we, when you say turn the business over, for example, you know that you, you, there's a practical aspect to it, and and that's and that's the part of the reason why I wrote that 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 book yeah. was to kind of kind of tell the story in such a way so that people could grasp and understand that there's there's more to the, the when you the more to just saying it and then just showing up on Sunday put your bible up at the dashboard of your truck right. and then pull it back out Sunday morning and when you go back in you know yeah, there's a lot yeah. more to how you conduct it and what happens from there and and um and god's so faithful in the details it just it, it's just incredible to see how how he has worked it hasn't been easier how has not been easier but it has been incredible <laughs> to watch his faithful. a lot less
0: stressful i'm sure right so uh.
1: there's a security to it there's actually like yeah. so there's been more but but you're secure and like yeah. my wife and I we have actually had a marriage counselor. We, we, we got get, told us that that we needed to get a divorce, um, mm. and uh, you know, and, and God saved our marriage as well. And and mm. um, uh, it's funny because we actually kind of fight and fuss more now than what we did. <laughs> but there's a security when we do it. It's yeah. not, you know, we just we just know we're fussing and fighting, but but we know that our marriage is there to honor God, and we have you to respond a to in a way. Yeah. To that, to there's God honoring, um, even if we don't that's like awesome. it. Yeah, yeah, that's great.
0: <laughs> now, uh, the restaurant, uh, do you, you know, Spouses, you're a faith-based company. Do people know? You know, at C12, oh, yeah. we've got to well, get the they, full realm of.
1: Yeah, well, if they folks. don't, if they don't know, then you're not doing your job as a Christian. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, Jesus right, tells right. us that we have to well, go and tell. You know, Paul right. tells us that that that, that you know ha, ha, that, that we have to be ambassadors. Can you imagine the, uh, an ambassador of another country not talking about what the that's U.S. Right. wanted? Right. I mean, you know, and yeah. just well, just let you figure it out by watching me. That's ridiculous. It, you have to use your words in order to make it you know faith comes by hearing you know and so there's there's all this stuff that says go and tell so no absolutely so we first thing we did was we changed our purpose statement to glorify God by serving others Mm -hmm. and it's on every it's on every um manual it's on signs on every room that we have inside the restaurant um you know we have chaplains now we have prayer boards that are up some of this some of this I initiated some of it just other people saw my boldness and went forth with it um you know we uh, we have little New Gideon, uh, uh, the pocket testaments, um, uh, the, the New Testament, uh, the sure. Gideon Bibles. And mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. we have those in the lobby for people to take, um, you know, uh, that's free. You know, it's not free to us, but it's free to them. You know, we, right. we play right. about a third of our music is Christian music. And, um, mm. you know, we, and then, you know, we have things like we set ministry goals. And like our, this year, our ministry goal was, we had a lot of employees that, that can't afford a car and they're walking, you know. They're walking an hour to and from work, and um, and so we 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 have a bike ministry, and so we would give them a bike, but you know we give them the bike, but we would we would lay hands on the bike and 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 pray yeah. over it before oh, we give awesome. it to them, and right. you know so those those are the type of stuff that we do. We we open meetings with prayers. We have devotions. We have Bible. So we got three Bible studies that are that are being conducted in the stores right now. Um, awesome. And you know, well, so I know you're I know you're expanding. Doing.
0: You've certainly added a lot of restaurants since Dad got things started, but. What are some other kind of real milestones that you can point to? For example, you know, the restaurant industry is known, as I recruit in it, as you know, uh, huge turnover rates, particularly at the hourly <laughs> level. Would you say that you have retention levels that have improved because of that? or are Well, there other yeah, I'll just indicators? I'll
1: give you, I'll give you the, the, the best one for you to do. To, to. Back in 2012, we did a we did a uh, survey. Um, and the, the survey our employees. This is an employee. Employees. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And our employees said that we, we uh, when the the results came back, the the employees ranked us as having a toxic work environment. Oh my goodness! Um, in in wow. 2017, we were voted the ninth uh, best large employer in Tennessee by our employees from the Tennessean. and uh, this last year we we moved up to fifth place uh, of wow. all the large Fantastic. employers on it. Wow. So, um, yeah, you know, and <laughs> congratulations! Um, and yeah, and our turnover rate has gotten better; it's better than the right. industry average. Right, right. But I it's would still it's still not great because. Keep in mind, many of the employees we have are homeless. They're, some yeah. of them are drug addicts. Some of them are alcoholics. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they're there because it's their first job yeah. or they've made some really bad decisions in their life. Right. And, um, and 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 so some of them, you know, our turnover is because they're gone within a week. Yeah, you know, they show right, up two days right. of training and then they're gone. And, and you know, we, we, we struggle that. with that yeah. part of it. Uh, the majority, if we can keep people three months, our turnover rate is significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's usually that first few months and, um, you know, the labor market in Tennessee, you know, you're looking at two and a half to three percent. Yeah. So well, yeah,
0: it's it that way everywhere. Yeah. I mean, tough.
1: you just can't. Yeah. And, and so, and, and, bad places that are working are overpaying just to keep people. And mm. so, so from somebody that, that's desperate for for money and they're like, Hey, I can get 25 cents more an hour. They're leaving. They'll go do it. You yeah. know, and yeah. we can't only afford, to discover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford, we can't afford to go up on everybody's rate of pay like that. I'd love yeah. to be able to do it. One of my, one of my things that's on my prayer board right now is our, um, you know, we have so many homeless employees and I don't have a number. I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing it's about a Twenty-five percent, maybe thirty percent wow. of our employees are homeless, wow. um, because Nash, the growth of Nashville has has wiped out affordable housing, yeah. and um, and so we, we we're struggling with that. And mm. you know, I would love to be able to do something with it. I don't know what it is. I just keep praying, praying for 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 for, for some guidance on that, and, right. and, and right. nothing has come uh, to yeah. me as of yet. Um, but okay. we'll you know, check back in with you in a year or two. <laughs>
0: I I'd love to hear um, about that. Well, listen, I, we're we're getting close to our time here, but there's a few other questions. Tell us a little bit about how your leadership style, you know, has really evolved over time, Peter. You know, from the days that you were, you know, perhaps a little more angry than you uh, wished you were, to you know, kind of how you manage
1: and lead today. <laughs> well, I can't remember the last time I threw something at somebody. <laughs> That's uh, a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, what's funny is. is even when I was, well, even when I was bad, Peter, uh, my turnover rate was really <laughs> low. Um, because people at least saw my heart. Um, yeah, but, right. but my leadership has like changed quite a bit. And, mm. you know, like, so we, I, I, I do more job explaining. It doesn't mean I still don't get angry. I get angry. You know, I don't cuss anymore. Um, right you know that was instantaneous change um, I you know I was so creative at cussing I, I put cuss words in the middle words <laughs> and uh, I, and now you know and now I don't cuss I matter of fact you know but we now, now we started a you know a, a part of a program we called are you fishing you know because are you fishing for men and and uh, right. one of the 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 things that we do is is, is called self-control and and if you lose it but by getting angry or you don't have self-control by being lazy it's part of our responsibility to go in a Apologize to every person it impacted. Mm, so if I, wow. uh, so I got angry at DoorDash and I was yelling at DoorDash over the phone in the restaurant early one morning, and I had to go around to every single employee that was there who could have heard me and mm. apologize for them for my actions, you know, wow. and so that, and and that really changes. Cause again, you know, the God's word is awesome, but if you can't execute God's word, it's just it, it becomes philosophy Amen. and not yeah. power, which is where which is where we fail, I think, in Christians and Christian businesses is to recognize the power of God's word. But we have to actually take that step of that, take a step of faith, not just sit back and say, oh, that's what you should say. You know, mm-hmm. it's and, mm-hmm. and that's part of how we're handling it and trying to approach it. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not no, it's easy, not. but but but, but we have to be intentional with yeah. it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What do you look for when you're making bets on the people you invest in and hire?
1: oh man, I, I, you know, if it's upper management, a warm body is a good start, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you gotta if, be if able to
0: walk uh, around and <laughs> have a it, smile it, on their it, face.
1: Well, well, you know, st- staff wise, you really look for two, two really traits. You look for humility and you look for, for mm. speed. You know, yeah, I've never yeah. seen anyone with a, with a good attitude kind of slouch around and move slowly. That's you know, right. so that's really the two big things there, mm. you know, management, you know, we're, 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 you know, it's not much different for entry-level management. For our upper team, you know, we, we we spend a lot more time in prayer on the upper on the upper team on whether whether they're a good fit or not a good fit. But mm. even then, I, I've been surprised. I. I through godly counsel through c12 i was told i need to hire an operations guy and i and then i did and we did a nationwide search and we prayed over Mm -hmm. it and narrowed down to one person my wife and i met with him and his wife and it was still one person i mean it was just everything everything godly was there we're just like this is it this is perfect and our company almost our company almost went under because of his leadership and um And I was angry with God. I was walking yeah. around early one morning and and praying and talking through my neighborhood, and I was letting God know how disappointed I was in His performance. And um, <laughs> and um, do
0: you, you know, give His regular performance nothing.
1: reviews, Peter? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's been able to He's been able to withstand my my my, my judgment. Um, but 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 I, I was I was one morning I was having breakfast with somebody completely unrelated, and I was walking out the restaurant, and I was thinking about my problems of that day. And I felt I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I did not bring him there for you. I brought him there for him. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it just made me feel, I mean, immediately repented and and you know, just just apologized, <laughs> like, you know, Lord, I'm right. sorry. Because, you know, we we tend to look at things in an ego statistical type of way about how it benefits me and not realizing (laughs) that you know not realizing that God obviously has a much bigger picture. So so in that sense what we look for is really look for God's guidance, but realize Mm. too that that God's plan may not be aligned with where I want to be. Yeah. That's right. So that's right. um, He's got
0: another plan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we pray very strategically. We pray very specifically. And, um, and, and we find, we find, we find success out of that in a lot of areas and avenues. And when we choose to do it on our own, we find that we, 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 it's a little bit more of a struggle.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Peter, one last question we always ask us of all our CEOs and that's uh, what career and life advice would you give to someone who, you know, has their eyes in the corner office, or maybe is in a family business like you and maybe doesn't want to take it over someday, but finds himself, you know, lured back to it. Um, you know, what is
1: the, uh, what's the secret sauce? Uh, you know, uh, my answer would have been different seven, eight years ago. Mm. Sounds like um, it. Yeah. I mean, but now the, the answer to me, is, the, the answer for me is really simple. God is the managing director of your business. The only mm. reason why you are in that business is because God has allowed you to be in that business. And therefore you don't have to. You have to do the work for him and what he's requiring of you to do. And if you don't spend time in the word every day, and when I mean every day, I mean every day, if you don't spend time in that word, you will not be able to run your business the way he wants you to run it. The, the Bible has been the best business book I've ever used. Has been the best relationship book. it Has been the best. I mean, all around. But I will tell you the advice that I get in that Bible that 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 every day when I read it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, here's a great answer of a work problem I have. And because he's my managing director, and it is so 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 by 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 having him being in charge and literally t- turning it over to him is 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 all that you can do because if you try to fight him you're gonna lose you can't for God's plans. <laughs> yeah we
0: don't we don't need to go through Jacob's wrestling match like you did right no no and you, and you and you
1: and you nor nor do you want to be like the, the nation the, the northern nation of Israel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well seeking you shall find. Peter
0: Demos, president and CEO of Demos Restaurants and based in Nashville. Thank you so much for your
1: time today. Well, thank you so much again. I appreciate you having me on.